You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back to your Hot Mess Sunday. The Outspoken Boys are back in the studio. We are. Your you favorite know, day of the week. We always come back on this day at this time. <laughs> it's great. It's like they have us on a schedule. It's like it's a schedule, what? right? <laughs> what? <laughs> if you're joining, it's going to be an exciting show today. Uh, lots of people are talking about who our guest in the second yes, hour is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I put up a video because the one thing I love, so Andrew Christian who is a He's our guest, by the way. fashion designer. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's where I was getting. Right, exactly. There's an end to that sentence, but... Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Finish no, it up. No, true. So he's coming down. Yeah. Fashion designer. Yes. Very famous for underwear. Yes, Huge hugely. in the gay community. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are writing on... I just got a note from someone who's saying that they're part of the Andrew Christian Underwear of the Month Club. And hey, it's like the best thing ever. Because you get a new one every month. You get a new one every month. And yeah. I love it. The way this person stated it, they're like, and Andrew picks out the underwear you get every month. And I'm I sure just, he does. Just looking at Andrew Christian, just going through things. Well, this is this would look good on him and just sending yeah. it. <laughs> I think everybody gets the same pair, though. Everybody, really? well, every month, it would be underwear of the month. Yeah, I guess the same pair. You know, you don't yeah. want to think that it's you get the returns of someone else. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> one, uh, I went, I went on Andrew Christian one time, and they had a special where for thirty dollars you got three pairs. For Andrew Christian, that's, that's really cheap. affordable. That's great. Yeah, because one pair costs thirty dollars yeah. usually, but you didn't get to pick any of them. It was just random, three random he bags. He does this, right? Yeah. So I get the bag. And I opened it up, and one of the pairs I was so excited about. The other one was the smallest g-string in the world <laughs> that I just I <laughs> I could floss my teeth with it. <laughs> it was so tiny. Um, and then the other one, and it retails for hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> right, ex- exactly. <laughs> and then the other one just had so many straps. I got confused. And right, it, you need the manual or a right, video. That right, comes with it, it, it just it was. I don't know what to do. I thought honestly it was kind a, of A, C, and D at the <laughs> yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah, it looked like a harness for like skydiving or something. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it is. He is always inventing yeah. new things. They have the lift. Where's the parachute? Yeah, they, they have the lift, which is they apparently oh, it yeah. gives you a butt. If you don't have one, which is, is incredible, and it's also their number one selling item, right. which tells you well, that there's they, a lot of they us have the pouch that also lifts your junk if you don't really yes, have a lot of junk, right? Too, I or if you like have a lot of junk and you want it to lift higher, <laughs> right? I do want to say <laughs> truth in advertising, uh, right? I'm just gonna say, right. eventually someone's gonna figure out that that's not you. well. But when they figure it out, at that point, it's too late. They're already going, right? Already, you know, in it's there. like it's our love it. <laughs> you're halfway I love there. It. Perfect. Right. But so, so please stay tuned for a second hour as we are excited to talk to Andrew Christian. It's and gonna be fun. just a little, a little thing for you people out yeah. there. We are going to give away one of Andrew Christian's mystery baskets, Ooh. is what they call it. Um, but if you want that, the minute we have Andrew Christian on the air, you have to call the studio and say, when Kurt picks up the phone, you have to say, I love Andrew Christian. Then, if you're the first caller that says that when Andrew Christian comes hold on, on the phone, hold on, hold on, hold yes. on, that's actually not possible in our studio. Andrew Christian's oh, going to be on right. the phone. Okay, then just ruined my Facebook dream. us. <laughs> just do it on Facebook, well, Facebook or Twitter, it, or you know what? Do it yeah. before he's on the line. I forget we use the same line for Colin as we do for Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, all you have to know is you can call in or you can email. If yeah. you call in before or after he's on. The air, you have to call, you're in my way, 509 747 
3807. I love that we discussed this before, and by that I mean we I didn't. No, we so didn't. So <laughs> obviously, it's, it's great. Hey, you know yeah. who I discussed it with? Uh, Kurt? Kurter. Well, I discussed it with Kurter. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known better. <laughs> exactly. He. <laughs> I feel like he just kind of on purpose tries to mess us up sometimes. He's like, <laughs> right. ah, and then it's a thing. It's those okay, boys. So that's all the excitement in the second hour. Let's get down to the check-in. Okay. So this week we actually went to Paula Poundstone. We had her on the show. Kind just of a few to weeks her. ago. Exactly. Then we went to see the show. Um, Sold out. It did. It actually. People were buying tickets off the street. They were trying. They to buy were trying our to buy our tickets yeah. off the streets. That those people are fiercely loyal to Paul <laughs> Poundstone. Apparently, they had been seven. Five, f- no, what was it? Five times. I don't. To know. a Paul Poundstone. Yeah, they'd been. They oh, had been a couple been. times. Yeah. She has been to Spokane like three or four. Oh times. yeah, yeah. She's been. Um, anyway, she was down at the Bing. Mm-hmm. So we went and gotten. She was wearing this bright orange zoot suit. Yes. And so she walked by orange. the crowd. We were all in line, and she walked by us to get in the back door of the band. Yeah. So we all got to see her, and then she got on stage. One of the things you need to know if you go see a Paula Poundstone concert <laughs> or, or show is she is very funny. Um, yes. She doesn't script anything. No. It's all off the top of her very head, and improv. the problem with that is, and she'll tell you, um, there isn't an end time. No. She has been reviewed as a host- hilarious yeah. hostage situation. Which, to be honest with you, I felt that way. (laughs) I felt like it was a hilarious, absolutely funny hostage situation. I did not know how to leave. Hours rolls around. You're like, (laughs) I've got to get up at (laughs) three in the morning. And I know, and there's no end in sight. You're like, oh wow, this is going. She goes, you didn't know when I told you that at the beginning of the show that this had to do with you. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) This is very true. It's so it was a good show. Um, there were definitely ups and downs to it. There was. There was I, some tense. So we had a doctor sitting right next to us. Mm-hmm. He was a very nice man. Very and nice And she man. has these moments in the show. She's very good at interacting. interacting. with the audience. Yeah. yeah. And so she, he foolishly answered a question <laughs> that Which she do not asked. do. Don't know. Do not do at her And show. instead of just fun little jokes about this man, it was 20 minutes some of it felt more like an attack. Oh, yes. <laughs> so well, it's Sergey and I and then him and his wife. And Sergey and I are like looking away. Yeah, we are so uncomfortable. We don't want to make right eye next contact. To us, in the yes. very back. Yes. He has to shout to get. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's so he was laughing at first. And then by the end, he was like, she needs to leave me alone. I know. Yeah. Well, and, and the worst part is that he was um, a, a doctor that dealt with obesity and weight related issues. And so she made. A whole slew of jokes oh, uh, about oh. weight-related issues that were very, very offensive. They were, and I, and I, I still love her because I've loved her forever. Yeah. But I did want to go up and meet her afterwards and go, remember that guy that you loved us so much when we interviewed you? Hi, I'm fat, and, yeah. <laughs> and here I am. What do you got to say? But she was, you know, it was an interesting show, but it, it inspired your blog this week. It did. So I wrote a blog. Um, so Paula, Paula kind of talked a little bit about this. Uh, people who decide to not... Accept change, um, especially when it comes to technology. There's a lot, a lot of people out there who say, no, technology is bad for us. It's going to ruin us. It's going to cause autism. We should not use it. Or minimal, minimal, minimal. Texting's terrible. Let's just right, call emails, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's ruining our children. That was a little bit of the entire theme of Paula Poundstone. As I found out that she did not like technology. Um, and there were a lot of people in the audience who agreed with her and would cheer loudly when she said that. Loudly. Loudly. Um, so that kind of inspired me to talk about 
how change happens and that it's basically inevitable because it's going mm -hmm. to happen and that we kind of have to embrace it in a positive way versus standing in the way of change, mm -hmm. um, whether that's technological, cultural, political, mm -hmm. social, economic, whatever it is, we have to embrace that. And that's kind of a running theme going on in our political sphere right now is right. it's either stop the change, revert everything back to the way it was back in the 60s. No LGBT rights, really. That's a huge right. one right that's now. Gigantic. Revert it back. Yeah. Or move along with the times and say, no, this is, I mean, the time has come for this and it's been, uh, been coming for a long time. Right. We should embrace it in a positive way. Yeah. And so that's kind of, I and know, I would say, this is what I have to say. Delves into that. Like she was an extremist. There's an extremist. Oh, on yeah. these things. I think <laughs> oh, yeah. you have to be responsible with change. You do. So I think there is a such thing as radical change that too is much. too far. Right. But you're right. Everything moves forward. We must exactly. be willing to move technologically forward. But we, we must. also must know what we're doing and be wise in the decisions that we're making. Right. But that comes down to consumer wisdom and mm -hmm. that we can't just be like, well, they told us this was happening. You know, we say it all the time. Don't take our word for it because you like us. Yeah. We hope go you go out and it. actually research it. Mm -hmm. We hope that mm -hmm. you vote, and we hope that if you vote, you're educated voters. But Absolutely. that's we have to be smart as individuals to make sure. Right. So yes, so for that part, I see where she's coming from, but she goes way far. Like oh, I she feel like she far. she is like adjacent to Amish. Right. That's right. like where she is. Like well, she, if she could throw her computer out, she says she she'll would throw it out. She doesn't <laughs> like her, <laughs> throw that it her out. son wears or right, uses exactly. any of those devices. She calls them flat things. Yes. Right. She loves flat. to call them flat Use things. Use your flat things. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. She doesn't like it. Right. I have Use a feeling. If you, I was waiting for you to get your phone out during the show, and I was like, she will kill you. Oh, I know. I was. I was so afraid. I had to. I had to do the thing where I, you know, slip it out of my pocket. Pretend I'm coughing or something, you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's just candy or something. Right. I'm hungry. Except the candy glows sober. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's radioactive candy. It's radioactive. It. Yeah. Chernobyl. I love it. Okay. <laughs> right. But uh, speaking of change and not change in the political sphere, we kind of have, we had a debate going on. We had two this week. Uh, yes. The Democratic debate nationally. And we had a uh, local debate. Yeah. Mayoral and city council, yeah. which kind of showed a lot of that, especially city council president. There was a lot of the... Uh, Someone, you know, Ben Stuckert, more of the progressive and, and he's current John, president. Yes. John Ahern, more <laughs> of the conservative. Let's right. keep times back kind of right. situation, but mayoral as well. And we, you know, we've been talking a lot. We had <clears throat> Charlotte D on the show. We, we will have uh, Mayor Condon next week. He will yes. be on the show. Yes, he will. Um, and we always tell people, because we get a lot, I mean, mm -hmm. Kurt, we'll call you out again. Um, we get a lot of people who say, you know, it doesn't matter, our vote doesn't count for anything. And we try to encourage you on yeah. the show to vote locally, even if you feel, because that, if you want to feel where your vote can make a difference, locally is where to start. Mm -hmm. So do that. So one of the important things, which is why we try to bring local politics onto our show, is to do your research in this part. You can still go to KSPS on Facebook and watch both the president, uh, city council president, and mayoral deba debate, debate yep. and the mayoral debate mm -hmm. between Charlotte D and the current mayor, mayor David Condon. You can go do that now, but you probably have your ballots in the mail already. I mean, go do your research; they're very fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, and then listen to our show next week, yeah, because we'll be talking to uh, to mayor to Condon. the mayor. Yeah, so we'll have a lot things. of interesting things to ask. And it, I'm just glad he's finally coming on, so it'll be good that way. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be exciting. Um, so there's also the Democratic debate. That was interesting. I it enjoyed was, that. I enjoyed it I enjoyed as well it quite a bit. because I actually got to hear about issues instead of <laughs> what the crazy Republican national Right, 17 convention. people arguing about a silly little right. uh, and, thing. And Donald really. Trump. I mean, 
you know. Uh, yes, exactly. And then making offensive statements about real issues. Everybody. Yeah. About everybody and their mother. Yeah. So it was interesting to watch something where we got to watch debate. There was, however, you know, there was a whiny baby because there has to be in everyone. Yes, and exactly. that was Webb. Webb. We're looking at you. <laughs> right? Because if I can say, all you have to do if you want to do a spot on imitation of <laughs> Webb is say, 10 minutes. I know. 10 I minutes. I want my 10 minutes. And you're like, dude, just chill out. Yeah, but I mean, because exactly. let's be honest, it's really about Hillary and Bernie, whether you don't want it to be or not. A, that's right, who it's coming down right, to. Right, exactly. So. I mean, when, when you're polling under 1%, then. <laughs> right? Come like, on. Mm, I mean, we want to root for you. We like the underdog, but it's not happening. Exactly. It's not, not this happening. time. Bernie's really the underdog here. Let's, yeah, he Let's is. talk about so that. So it's going to be an interesting race. But anyways, the debates are happening. We're finally getting into issues. Exactly. This We're is finally seeing more of the What you powers. and I, political nerds, love. Oh, we love that. This time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it is. We do want to tell you about two fun things you can do this week in Spokane. Yes. One of them. This Thursday opens Riverdance. Mm-hmm. The 20th anniversary of Riverdance is coming to... Um, IMB, IMB Performing Arts Center. Center. So it opens Thursday. It closes Sunday. Yes. Go there now. We talked to one of the dancers on that show. Uh, We had an article out about that right now. Go to it. If you go Thursday, say hi to the boys. We'll be there to see the show. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, you can come say hi to us. Also, on Friday is Andy Rumsey's album release party that's going to be at the big dipper he's performing uh at the door it's only ten dollars to come in but you can buy tickets early for five for five it starts at 7 p.m at the big dipper Mm -hmm. Uh, this has been he did a a kickstarter campaign he did did. raised all of his money that he needed to do this Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of exciting for him he has one of the most beautiful voices right out there he really was lucky and got to see him at the viking not that long ago the album is called here we are and Before we get on with the rest of our show, we are going to take a quick break so you can hear Andy Rumsey right now with the title track from the new album, Here We Are. Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. Listen to Outspoken. Thank you, Margaret, for for telling our people. Thank you, Margaret, for Cho. Thank you, Margaret, for Cho. I almost I, did say that. You, I, it would have been you're, perfect. You're true. I almost you're, did say that. True. Uh, we do want to remind you, the song you were just listening to was Here We Are. It's the title track from the new album by Andy Rumsey. He's a hometown boy. We love to support our hometown <laughs> people. Remember, you can go to his CD release party this Friday at the Big Dipper. It starts at 7. Tickets are $5 now or $10 at the door. You can also get his new CD there as well. So go support Andy Rumsey. Absolutely. We're going to be there. So We are going to be there. So support him with without us. further ado, you know the boys love to do spotlights because you we can't, love have enough, spotlight. can't have enough guests on mm-hmm. the show because we That's have true. way too much fun than we should be allowed. <laughs> and we also <laughs> like to talk about important issues. And we recently got a fun letter in our mailbox. And first of all, when people want to be on your show, you know, it's you, you feel really cool. Yeah. So <laughs> we do want to welcome two representatives from Northwest Fair Housing Alliance. I'm going to have you both introduce yourself and Tell us how you are, re- how, what you do at Fair Housing. How about that? Okay. So we'll start with that. Okay. Hi, I'm Marley Hawk and Donner. I'm the executive director of Northwest Fair Housing Alliance, and I'm here with Christina Mitma. I'm a fair housing specialist, um, and I do a lot of casework and um, work on. I'm working a lot on this education grant right now. Awesome. Now we're lucky. First of all, tell us where we're at with fair housing, and especially what when it comes to LGBT um, people. 
in Washington, because of course we're further than a lot of states. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are all very fortunate to live in the state of Washington. Um, the federal law, the Federal Fair Housing Act, does not explicitly protect sexual orientation. Right, right. However, HUD has been making some inroads there in terms of um, accepting complaints under sex discrimination for gender nonconformance. So if okay. somebody doesn't appear um, the way somebody believes a man or a woman should present themselves, a woman looks too masculine, a man mm -hmm. is wearing feminine and clothing and so on, they can still file a complaint with HUD and that would be taken under sec, um, sex. Um, but the state law, do you want to talk about that, Christina? Oh, there's one more part of the federal law. It's, uh, there's a LGBT equal ho access housing rule. And what that is, it's a rule like if there are any federal programs uh, where there's federal monies involved, they can't actually be discriminated against. The LGBT community can't. So examples would be like Section 8 vouchers or subsidized mm -hmm. housing or FHA mortgage loans. Like um, LGBT persons have protections so under you, that you still rule. get protections there. Yeah, it's just a little bit weaker because it's not right, in the federal right, law right, itself. Right. Okay. But that's um, a second area where HUD has really been pretty progressive, and even though the, sure. the um, federal legislature hasn't enacted it as a protected class sexual orientation, HUD's trying to accept it as close as it can any way it can, and in their programs has directed that um, mm -hmm. there be no sexual orientation discrimination. But right. So that's a big step. And the state law, um, in June 8th, 2006, we had a state law that prohibits um, housing discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. Right. So that's Which been is, fantastic. Right. Which yeah. is amazing yeah. in our state, and we are so fortunate to be so progressive. Now, because we're so amazing in our state, many would argue, why do we even need fair housing anymore, any organization that deals with that, because we're already there. So what do you say to that? Uh, well, Playing the devil's advocate here, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. without a law, then people can actually protect themselves when there sure. is discrimination that does occur. Mm -hmm. And there are um, cases that do occur. So it's there to help protect the persons when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. There are statistics. I mean, you guys were talking about statistics. I mean, you're right. And the reason we know there are statistics now is because people have the right to file a complaint. And mm -hmm. those complaints are going to be followed and they're going to be put through procedure. Because there's a law, so th right. it's a way to do it. And like you, and even in the brochure you guys have, you talk about there's still things. What uh, eleven percent of trans individuals are denied rentals. Mm -hmm. uh, there is, they're even evicted. Oh, nineteen percent are denied. Eleven percent are evicted. Those things still happen. So, what made you want to reach out to the community today? Well, we, we cover all the protected classes under mm -hmm. the federal and state laws, and so there's about 10, 11 of them. Um, but we've had some specific funding from some HUD grants in the last couple of years that um, enable us to provide some advocacy and education about um, fair housing around LGBT issues. Sure. And so um, we're coming to the end of one grant where we've developed the brochure you mentioned that's on yeah. our website that discusses some tips for um, homeownership and, and renting if you're LGBT, um, things to look out for, mm -hmm. best practices, mm -hmm. where to go if you do experience discrimination, where to file a complaint. Um, and we have some curriculum that's being developed. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that a minute, Christina? Uh, yeah, Christina's the curriculum is really focusing that. on like sex discrimination, and we're really focusing on a component of that is with trans women, mm -hmm. um, just how they're sure. um, facing a lot of discrimination. Trans population really faces a greater discrimination. Like mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. generally um, closed off of from homeless shelters they yeah, can't sure. get rent a place right. because their identification doesn't match exactly. i mean they're mm -hmm. called really bad epithets or names i mean i worked on a case i think about in 2003 or 2005 um at the housing authority in the tri-cities um they told that we don't work with your kind we don't deal with aliens oh, here wow wow. Um, wow and that case actually was really uh um 
kind of bar- part of the bigger picture and help kind of put momentum behind the LGBT housing rule. It was one of the first yeah. in the whole nation that wow. had been brought wow. um, based on transgender discrimination right, un- right, with right. HUD under uh, sex discrimination. Right. And as a result of, I think, some of that high profile of that, that complaint, um, the then Assistant Secretary of Fair Housing, John Tresvania, came out and conducted a listening session on LGBT issues right. in housing in Spokane. And that was wow. one of only about three cities in the whole right. country. It was mm-hmm. like Denver oh, wow. and Chicago or, you know, some and of the Spokane. big, wow. and then Spokane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made it on the map. Yeah. I like that. Right. Well, one of the things you, you all also touch on, which I think is something we don't think about, but as uh, LGBT people, as we, we have come so far in mm-hmm. the decades that have happened, we're aging. You know, we're getting out. And yeah. one of the statistics is senior living facilities. This is something yes. that couples and just people who are aging are going to have to start to face. And you talk about 48% have encountered ad, uh Adverse. adverse differential treatment. Yeah, some of them have been charged for their spouse or they sure. haven't been um, like given access to different amenities or they're asked to be in different rooms. Or, or like, harassed I mean, by other residents, yeah. by staff. Other residents right. are less tolerant because right. of generational mm-hmm. gap. And right, yeah. okay. So, okay. I mean, that's... Uh, one, of, one of the ideas was we were having is like a, a range of a rainbow, like from young age all the way to senior age. So yeah. there's right. a lot of different studies being done out there. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important... I think that the law is still frequent. I mean, it's still kind of new. I mean, it's 2006, but it doesn't, it takes a little while for um, property managers and landlords and owners to kind of get on to like, oh, this is a new law. Like, even though it's like almost 10 years old. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But so this brochure is actually meant to um, one, reach the LGBT population, but then also, um, you know, uh, through a non-direct contact, help educate right. property owners and landlords. Well, and you're also looking at people. Right, private owners can just buy a home, decide to become a landlord, and it's not part of an overall property management thing, and they don't always know mm-hmm. where the laws lie and what they need to do as a responsible landlord. And so these things are very important yeah. to understand. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. We would like to assume they don't want to break the law either. So, you know, these are helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no, definitely. Another another initiative I wanted to highlight is mm-hmm. we are the recipient now of a new federal HUD grant okay. that is going to focus on a national campaign for sex discrimination in oh, housing. Nice. Um, there was only one such grant awarded. And again, in Little Spokane, we, mm-hmm. we received that grant. We're it's just a, on fire. It's I know. On Look fire. Yeah, we're on fire. Yeah. I love it. It's a $500,000 yeah. grant. Oh, wow. Uh, but that is not just coming to us. We are partnering with some great folks with this. We're going to be working with the Gender Justice League mm-hmm. out of Seattle. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Legal Voice, which is a, a women's advocacy organization in Seattle, and uh, the YWCA here in Spokane. And mm-hmm. so together we are going to be working um, as well with uh, a digital media company to put together some video PSAs, some nice. toolkits online, sure. some radio PSAs, print PSAs, to raise awareness about a variety okay. of sex discrimination, mm-hmm. which also is going to mm-hmm. focus on transgender discrimination. Sure. So we're really mm-hmm. excited to be able to, to it's watch amazing this. so what's the plan moving forward is it raising awareness and and bringing the community together right now is that kind of the plan of action for, for it is an yeah. education focused grant okay. so it, it's sure. not um, enforcement but definitely raising um, awareness of housing providers mm-hmm. what their obligations are how not to discriminate right. um, how to exercise best practices and then also empowering people um, to know what their rights are because you know as we've been talking about we have the Washington law on the books but a lot of people don't even know their rights um, right, under fair housing laws absolutely. and so when you say why is it important to still you know have this yeah. um, kind of education we need to let people know what their rights are um, yeah. so sure. that they can Now, in terms of the LGBT community, a huge problem we face is homelessness and especially homeless mm-hmm. youth. Um, and 
uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's not so, not a law that protects them uh, in terms of housing for homeless shelters, especially when they're uh, homeless shelters run by Christian organizations. Mm-hmm. That gets really murky. What mm-hmm. is there to be done or what can we do in the future to help, you know, get the homeless youth situation figured out through equal housing? Well, we're trying to educate um people to have more neutral spaces yeah. including the homeless shelters um it is kind of sometimes rough uh, territory when there is a really faith-based organization yeah, exactly um but exactly. you know we're still trying to have conversations mm-hmm. and we're in dialogue actually with the local homeless shelters here um and so i mean that's a really big area uh, that we have to focus on and we have to keep um, breaking down that wall. Um, right. It's very clear when they are recipients of federal funding because again this equal access right. rule that we yeah. talked right. about oh, yeah. and yeah, subsequent yeah. to that HUD came out with some additional guidance recognizing the, mm-hmm. the atrocious numbers particularly for transgender people yes. Um, yes. that federal recipients need to comply with fair housing laws and not discriminate against LGBT and, and transgender mm-hmm. and gender nonconforming people. Um, it's not quite as clear when it comes to non-federal mm-hmm. recipients, and yet the there is a religious exception in the federal law, but it only allows you to give preference to people of your own religion. It doesn't allow you right. to discriminate based on the other protected classes. And so our position sure. would be that all all shelters that meet the definition of a dwelling under the Fair Housing Act, and that's mm-hmm. uh, it gets pretty technical, um, are subject to fair housing laws. And so sure. so, but this is this is a huge area where there's a lot of discrimination, right, and yeah. we need to continue to educate and and also. Um, you know, advocate for people who experience mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of discrimination. Exactly. Now, let's say someone's listening and they want to learn more. Maybe they're a landlord. Maybe they're uh, someone who rents. Or where would they learn more? Where can they go? Well, they can call our office one, um, and we'll just take we take calls all day, Monday okay. through Friday, from nine to five. What's our um, number? Five zero nine three two five two six six five. Perfect. They can also send us an email um, if they go onto our website at www fairhouse.org we have a lot of resources yeah. we're hopefully updating our website in the near future but we mm. do have a lot of resources sometimes Perfect. you have to hunt through some different layers sure. but sure. on different right. you know topics and, and subjects and protected classes and um, yeah, we always encourage people who are going through the process of discrimination to call it's never an easy or um, non-traumatic experience I think right. it's really hard and so a lot of people because house is such an immediate need mm-hmm. the right. first thing that yeah. they want to do is find a house and that's mm-hmm. okay like mm-hmm. call us a month later or call right. us if you're being denied housing or you're, you're concerned or you're worried that they may not have rented to you because you were gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender mm-hmm. call us because we have um, different strategies on how to work on those cases so if we don't know where it's happening it's harder to But while we do a lot of advocacy for housing consumers, you know, we're more than happy to try and provide technical (laughs) assistance, too. I'd much rather engage with a housing provider before they've discriminated than when a complaint's been filed and afterwards. Yeah, when they take proactive steps. So I do, I get calls, Mm -hmm. I get emails, you know, I'm busy, I try and get back to them, it's not always that second, but, you know, we certainly are willing to try and, you know, if if it sounds like a a fair housing issue that they're not sure how to address, you know, we'll we'll Mm -hmm. try and problem solve it with them before it becomes a problem, ideally. And it's amazing to have that resource here, uh, not only in Washington State, but in the city is Spokane because as we know there are many states that we talk about all the time that do not have these kinds of resources that they need so right. definitely if you're listening and you you want to know more or you you want to talk to someone um, we will have Curter will put up uh, the the website address and the phone number on our website so please feel free to look there um, but there's your resource anything you want to make sure people know before we we bring this to a close 
uh, just that you do have rights. If something seems fishy, you're not sure, um, mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, you've been told nothing's available, and then you see the sign-up next day, vacancy, exactly. you know, contact us, because we have some some different investigative tools available to us, too. Uh, testing, mystery shopping is something that U.S. Supreme Court has upheld, and so we have some other ways to, even if you don't have definitive evidence that you've experienced sexual orientation discrimination, that we may be able to add some evidence to that. Nice. And sure. also, if you want to be part of the solution, we yes. actually... Um, do recruit volunteer testers. Um, you go through a training. Um, you're, lear- you're taught how to be an investigative tester, and you get a small um, stipend for that. So nice. You just have to have really good uh, um, detail-oriented um, observations and ability to do that and then be able to write a report. So nice. Oh, wow. And be a good actor. Yeah, yeah be no, a right. good actor. <laughs> you have to believe in the cause. Right. There you go. I have yeah. some friends who sure, right. yeah. They yeah. can't fake anything, so yeah. I won't send my friends to you. But okay, so <laughs> you're talking about yeah. Kurt. I yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, thank you both so yeah, much for taking time for this morning us. to be on the show. Thank yeah. you for having us. And Our we wanted to do a little shout-out to uh, your oh, big do. fan, Josh. Yeah, shout-out to Josh. Hi, Josh. I love it. He will love it. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on. We are going to take a quick song break. We're going to... Listen to our good friend Hosier, and it's going to be from. Oh, this is Sharon Needles, and you're listening to Outspoken at KYRS. <laughs> I love my Sharon she Needles. She has one of my favorite laughs. Oh, ever. she does. Oh, Never. she's, I know. She's that w- amazing, evil, dark, um, like, yes. spooky. Yeah, <laughs> spooky. I love it. So there you go. That's yes. It. Hey, fun show so far. It's been going well. I've been very I much enjoying. So. I really enjoyed. We talked to the Northwest Fair Housing yes. Alliance Association. Something with an A. Um, <laughs> but we just spoke to them. Talking about great resources, if you are part of the LGBT no. community, no. to know what your rights are, to be protected if someone violates those rights. So that's exciting as well. Support is important. It is important. So we're going to give a shout out to those who support us. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Also, donate your car, truck, or boat. It's easy. Just call 855-KYRS-CAR. That's 855-597-7227 to arrange a free pickup. All post proceeds go to KYRS. I always have a little bit of trouble you with that get, one. You're so I good. And then I know. Just one little and my goal is to get through it without... <laughs> sa- it, and I don't know why it's this one. I think one the picture distracts weeks. me. <laughs> I just want to flip through the picture book. She'll do it. So yeah. still in the first hour, still a lot of fun to come yes. before who you're all waiting for, which is Andrew Christian. I do... Let me... I'm going to clarify some rules, and yeah. Sergey and I are going to... Uh, are going to agree upon them on the air. Well, <laughs> so maybe. This, that's what I mean. We're going to discuss. We're going to uh, yeah, negotiate. This is what I'm thinking. You have to make it through the Andrew Christian interview when Andrew Christian and the boys are done talking and he has gone away. Then we will tell you right before the break, after the interview, that that is when you can call in okay. or email. That sounds good. You're making us complicated, but that sounds great. I love it. Let's do <laughs> okay, it. Okay, that it can get way more complicated. I know. Well, I was thinking, why don't they just send us a picture of them and their Andrew Christians? Mm. And Wait, we pick the best one. We pick the best one, <laughs> and that's who gets the new Andrew Christian. I'm pretty one. sure it probably uh, yeah. goes against some regulation. <laughs> Posting, but you know what? Sending us direct messages it. of See, them and their Kurt's underwear. Kurt's going to show you. Oh, Kurt, don't. Uh, so oh, I think no, maybe no, relook no. at your. Uh, well, well, Kurt doesn't have Andrew Christian, so maybe he does need them. <laughs> maybe he does need so, them. So, you know what? Just do your best. 
get a hold of us somehow. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Yeah, but call in in the break. We'll tell you when. Yeah, we'll tell you when. It's not yet. It's in the Don't second hour. But before then. Exactly. We have the dish. And before the dish, we have the Sports Minute, actually. Yes, we're going to talk about the Sports Minute. And the first thing we want to say, first of all, is today is a tennis superstar's birthday. Do you it know is? Mr. Tennis Man who that is? No, I don't know it's any tennis m- players. Not, yeah, none. Actually, none. You like tennis. Zero. I know. I play tennis. I don't yeah. watch other people's Martina Navratilova. Mm-hmm. You've at least heard of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. She's Russian. She, yes. Yeah. Martina Navratilova turns 59 today. Mm-hmm. She is, as they say, really one of the first sports superstars to come out of the to closet. Out, she yeah. came out in she, 1981. And that, that was, was before huge. it was cool. Well, um, yeah. And she went and she lost a lot of uh, deals because of she it, did. but she went moved through forward. with so it. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Martina Navratilova from the outspoken voice. Exactly. That's she's like been 80, so for. it's great. She's 59. Oh my gosh, she's 59? I, I thought 80. she was much older. She's 59. 59. Well done, young Her, and beautiful. Don't send her this, this segment. Do not send her this segment. <laughs> Um, she's 59 and she looks beautiful she looks you're cool. welcome i Martina. have not seen a picture you're of her yet i have oh how are you she looks good okay okay yeah, good, good, good. see 59. i would i would probably be better at guessing i had no idea right yeah so very cool now let's get down to maybe not so joyous news in the sports world yes maybe let's talk about you probably heard bob mcnair oh, bob he classic owns bob. classic bob classic bob. he owns houston the houston texans Yes, he does. He and, does. you know, interesting right now, we were just talking to Fair Housing Authority. We're going to use that one this time. Fair yes. Housing Authority about <laughs> LGBT rights and housing in this. You have the in pamphlet, this, by the way. Right. Yeah. In this state. He's in Houston where, in 2014, of course, they passed HERO, which is the Houston Equality um I'm sorry, Houston Equal Rights Ordinance. Well, there is a thing going on in Houston right now where they're trying to repeal that ordinance. They're trying to take it away? And Bob McNair, the owner Mm -hmm. of the Houston Texans, donated $10,000 to the people trying to repeal this law. Now, he's been... It went national on the news. Mm -hmm. He's getting a lot of flack for it. He is for donating that money to go against... An LGBT ordinance, yeah, a pro or- LGBT yeah, ordinance. The ordinance yeah. is really the major, the big part of yeah. it is to add rights for LGBT exactly. people. So it, he's doing housing, this to repeal exactly, it. Yep. So of course he gets all this bad press, and then I think it was mm. yesterday he releases a press release, and it says, "I believe in the equality of all people." The Texans from Houston were all about equality. We're just saying that we don't like the way the law is worded. The right. law that came out mm-hmm. in 2014, okay. it's been out a while. We don't like the way it's ru- worded, so we think we have to repeal the whole thing, and then someone should just rewrite it, and you can put it up for a vote again. You know you can amend a law. I know, right? Yeah, the, yeah, does I, he know that? You can just... Right, which is another reason why I'm I'm calling oh, yeah, BS, BS on this. Total BS. Complete. Don't give yeah. me that. This is all about spin. Mm-hmm. You're a bigot. Sorry, don't forgive you. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's. I mean, it's something that I think they should be... Um, ashamed of. I'm I just think saying. so. And as I mean, come on, sports world, let's get on it now. Well, and and I understand that no, this is still not really a big deal in Texas because they don't want it to be a big deal. They want right. to shove it under the rug. But they realize have so many anti LGBT exactly. laws up for vote. It's realize insane. that this is okay. Well, here's the thing: Houston is the only city of its size that yeah. lacks an equal rights ordinance. Right? How and crazy is that? Houston also has an LGBT mayor. They sh- they w- 
They do. And she East was Parker. almost on our show. Exactly. Once. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Why is Houston the only city that size that doesn't have that? Exactly. And yet they have a gay mayor. Exactly. A married. She's married to. She's her married. She has it's kids. Very, yeah. It's very weird. The other yeah. thing that I want to say is that we need to pay attention to is in 2017, mm-hmm. Houston is set to host the 2017 Super Bowl. Yes. It's going to be held in the Houston Texans Stadium. It is. This is going to bring a lot of money to that man and, and that city. That city. Mm-hmm. Get your stuff in order because oh, I yeah. think the NFL has made no comment on this, which no. we're not shocked. Let's be honest. They haven't wanted they need to, to pull get it. involved. Listen, yeah. if it's going to go down this way and everything's going to be, it needs to be pulled. We d- I don't understand supporting or celebrating a state that does not recognize the equality of all its citizens. Absolutely. The NFL should Absolutely. stand behind that. They didn't stand enough behind it with Michael Sams. No, they, they never need to make a him. stand up and say, you know what? We want to be very clear. Well, we do not support a state that does this. And we know that the NFL just doesn't want to get involved because you know <sighs> that Texas is going to make the NFL a lot of money. So they're mm-hmm. just going to go with it. Unless it costs them, unless it hits their pocketbook, like we right. always say, yes. they're not going to change it. That's where it, it hurts the most. And guess what? You know... The LGBT community not watching the Super Bowl is not really going to damage their pocketbook that much. Dumbledore is very wise, and he says there's there is always yeah. going to come a time when you have to decide between what is easy, what is hard, and what is easy. Yeah, I just want to say that you do want to say that, but um, it's true. <laughs> there is going to come a time. When does it come? The time that you make a decision for what is right, and not because you're going to make a bunch of money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's going to bring us to another story we're going to talk about. Uh, the next story, let's get right into the dish. Let's do it. And let's Jump talk right about be, talk about making a decision between what is easy and what is, uh, what is hard and what is easy. We're going to be talking about what Bernie Sanders did with Martin Shkreli, Sh- who is, if you remember, the man who is the CEO of the pharmaceutical company who raised the price of the AIDS-related drug exactly. by 5,000%. 5, by 5,000%. He... Mm-hmm. Overnight. Um, Yep, he did That's the maximum donation amount for mm-hmm. any s- individual to Bernie exactly. Sanders for $2,700. He did it, and listen, this man is a, he loves to get press. He did it during the Democratic National Debate, he and he tweeted that he did it. Exactly. So Told he made everybody. it a big deal. Yeah. So, of course, Bernie Sanders, feel the burn. The amazing mm-hmm. man that he has said, uh, uh, no, I'm going to yeah. give that donation back and reject it because I don't support what this man well, is doing. And then he decided to do one better. Exactly. He didn't give the money back. No, he, he donated, donated the it. money mm-hmm. to yeah. a D.C. organization, um, to Whitman Walker Health in D.C. Uh, that yeah. m- the majority of the services are focused on people living with HIV and AIDS. So he gave right. it to them. And it's funny because now I know... Now this this dude the what do they call him the uh, drug bro yes um, the poster boy for exactly. drug company greed is what Bernie calls him right there you go so now his money has just gone into funding uh, yeah. for HIV which I think is brilliant. but they said point blank Bernie mm-hmm. said and that's when he coined the calling him poster boy for drug company greed he said yeah. there's no way I'm taking that man's money yeah I'm going to give it away because I don't want to be funded I don't want that by those money. people yeah right. And of course, Shkreli is mad. 
Yeah. He is very upset. He's been in the New York Times and then talking a bunch of junk about Bernie oh, because of okay. this. I'm like, you're just looking more and more like a spoiled brat. Exactly. And how many people did you make mad with your... I mean, yeah. well, really? And can we say really? that he still has not lowered really? the price? No, he has not. He had a lot of pressure. He said he was going to, but this is his new excuse. Well, you know, we've got to do a lot of research on how far we can lower it. No, he's just going to keep yeah, it as high exactly. as possible for as long as possible to make the maximum How far you can lower it? Lower it to what it was before because that worked right but that worked literally yeah. three weeks that, ago that worked lower that five thousand percent yeah what are that? you doing mm-hmm. so this guy is well and one of the things he said was he made the maximum donation because he wanted to get bernie's attention because he wanted he says he wanted a meeting with bernie to talk about he said to have a an adult conversation about how pharmaceutical companies can continue to make money and be a good citizen. Well, first of all, your first part of the sentence is the problem. Exactly. Because you're looking to make a marginal profit that's huge. Make, exactly. Yeah. Make a profit. And and the truth is, if that's the meeting you're having and it's coming from you, no, Bernie, I don't think Bernie wants any part of that. What part of right? Bernie's campaign do you not understand where it's, I'm pro-people, anti-big money, anti-Wall Street, anti-big pharma. Yeah. Get out of my way, essentially. Exactly. So... Shakrilli, please don't. Well, and can Shakrilli, first of all, either like, I, I have no good feelings of goodwill oh, towards no. this man, no, but he no, needs no. to at least lower that back down and stop being creepy. Yeah. You know please. what I mean? I don't think he deserves to be a CEO of any mm-hmm. business. And we all know how the big, uh, how pharmac- the pharmacy business works. That drug is has a pound on it that will not expire for a while, and yes. it can't go generic. And yeah. he knows that, so he's going to. And keep that's it. why he can going hike to it five thousand yeah. percent because there's, there's no, no other competition. place to go to it. Right, and that's I think is a bigger problem too. Patents on drugs. Why is there a patent yeah. on drugs, and why is it so strict and so long? Well, I mean, I understand you have to make money and do and research. And why do we have laws that. in this country but, against monopolies, and yet exactly. it doesn't touch big pharma? It doesn't no there, because there's because let's face it there's yeah. an, you know there's an agreement somewhere because Absolutely. big pharma is so much a part of our political system it whether really you, is. lobbyists are so much mm-hmm. a part of our political system that there's the problem big money is a part of our political yep. system yep. the wall street big agro big pharma big everything can I'm we so, stop? i'm like getting an also just talking about this yeah exactly so i was new york for an elsa <laughs> get an elsa get an elsa i love it just well saying. let's talk about something kind of abroad let's talk about russia real quick um can we how's it going so, back home how's it going back home it's uh eh. you know there's not th- well, russia's never good to be <laughs> honest russia's never doing anything good it's never up to anything good but russia has jailed uh how many five of the people six six, six out of the, of the nine. yes six of the people who tortured the uh Young gay men. They're called the Occupy Pedophile Movement. Yes. It's a neo-Nazi group. It is a neo-Nazi group. It's basically a hate group that attacks uh, young gay men. They they go on the dating sites, pretend to be gay, lure them in, um, then go and torture them, film it, make them come out to their friends. Yeah, and then they release it to their friends and family, knowing that's dangerous for them. Absolutely. Many of their victims have committed suicide. Oh, yeah. Because they're so terrified. But there's pictures been released. And they're awful. This has been going on since 2013 and probably before, but especially since the Mm anti-propaganda law came out that Putin helped sign into power. Right. But nothing has been done. The Advocate ran a story in 2013 about this very organization doing this. Nothing was done. No. There's a lot of pressure, of course, being put on Putin and Russia about these things. So finally, nine people 
have been tried. Six, six of them go to three to six year prison terms. Right. Three of them took a plea bargain. Yeah. So they're not they're not going to jail. But the fact is, this is the problem that anybody thinks yeah. that it's okay when you create to a law that. like yeah. the anti propaganda law. You create an atmosphere where you think it's okay that you can literally force your mm-hmm. belief system mm-hmm. on these kids. What I find fascinating is they call themselves Occupy Pedophilia because they are labeling they these kids. Think, exactly. Pedoph- well, and their quote-unquote uh, message to these people is that we want to protect our kids and make this world a better place and safer for children, which, right. give me a break. Are well, you serious right now? You are the people that are attacking the kids. Yes. You're, you're attacking well, these young people. Well, this is what's interesting. They're saying they're, you know, they use this part of their moniker yeah. that they're going, af- going after pedophiles. Yeah. Pedophiles are people who harm children. They go after youth and teens. Yep. You are, are the it. ones harming children. You absolutely are. Yeah. You are abusing people. And and the truth is, um, you know, yay for them being in jail. They can't harm more people outside of jail. Um, but to be honest, it's not enough. It no. is not enough. And what not happens nearly enough. if they are released from prison and the cultural climate is still the same because there's and a law saying yeah. it's okay, these people right. are horrible. Guess what? It's going to happen again. And it it's going to happen with again. them in there. Yeah, it's these, going to. I guarantee you these nine people yeah. are not the only nine people in Russia who hate oh, gay people. Oh, yeah. And to be honest with you, how it's going to work and how it works in Russia a lot of the times, they're going to get all this press coverage. And mm-hmm. how many people are going to, oh, I want to join this movement and start yeah. my own and do my... Like you said, they're not the only people they're that are hurting people. gay people in Russia. And it's, it's horrible. Problem. If you see any of these photos, they are... Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking and heart wrenching. They're brutal. There is still a problem in Russia, and we ha- we've said it time and again over yeah. the last two years. Mm-hmm. We have to do something, right? As yeah. a as a world, we have to do something. We yep. have to unite. Uh, UN should be doing a lot about it. I I believe. I, agree. I think the United States should be, but I it's I, human rights violations. It is. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. That it doesn't matter what group. The UN and yes, the US should be involved yeah. in. Um, so interesting. I, w- I just wanted to share a quick comment on this is this is interesting. I can't read half of the comment. It's it's very because offensive. It's vile. Very vile. Um, this is a story. An advocate below. They have a comment, and uh, a, a certain person. Uh, I don't know if she wants to be anonymous, but I, she will be now. Um, decided to comment to say Russia is an entire country of. Uh, bigoted, fascist, racist, homophobic, misogynistic demons, uh, then says more offensive things, um, that she hasn't met a single uh, first-generation Russian immigrant who isn't a bad person, essentially. Exactly. Um, Everybody listening has. Everybody, li- exactly. And so I actually commented, and I said, hi, I'm I'm Sergey. I'm a first-immigrant Russian, out gay man, proud advocate, um, nice to meet you, I am not a bad person kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I just think that it's incredibly sad how this entire country is perceived this way. And I know not all of the people there are terrible human beings. Yes, the majority of them are Yeah. Um, towards LGBT people. But there's still people. We have to understand that, yes, there are bad things happening over there. But the change isn't to, oh, well, all of them should go to jail yes. and all of them are bad people. There's change to happen with them. There's change to happen yes. uh, through policies. And through not accept- all. And, I have known right. uh, quite a few russian people in my life absolutely they're not all horrible human no, beings no they're not they're and that's and obviously you yeah. being being the strongest one in my life the problem is we can't overgeneralize because that's right. how this happens absolutely in russia they overgeneralized a whole population of lgbt thank you. people thank you and they based a law yeah. based on the hate and that it's the same problem over there you can't no switch it and no, say no, no. it's different yeah 
don't call it's hurtful it's hurtful oh, to it, you <laughs> oh yeah that's uh, that stinks yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and it should mm-hmm. so we need to remember that there are people behind those faces and yes right. these nine people we talked about not my favorite human beings. No, and, absolutely and I, They not. are bad human well, beings. Well, and the but truth is, you. it's not just Russia. This happens in the U.S. We see hate crimes in here all the time. Mm-hmm. We can't label the entire United States as a country exactly. as a bigoted country, even though a lot of the times there are groups of people harming other people. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we have people still harming black people, still yes. harming Latino culture. Yes. I mean, the thing is, it's a human thing. Racism it's a human is everywhere, thing. and we must remember not to take, not to add to those those arguments. So I agree with you 100%. So we have to keep watching as always. Keep our eye on Russia, because things eye. are not great there. I do want to, before we go to our next break, before our big interview of the show, I do, let's talk about our neighbor. And by our neighbor, I mean Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> and so, uh, super the fan Josh, we're going to be talking we about have. the place yeah. where you live. Sorry, buddy. Um, so here's the thing. So Idaho School Board Association issued guidelines this past year for all of the schools to prevent discrimination of LGBT students. Now, what they do is they come up with these guidelines. They send them out as suggestions. It's up to the school districts on mm-hmm. their own mm-hmm. to adopt some, all, take it as inspiration, or ignore. <laughs> Are right. we shocked that there's 115 districts in Idaho? Mm-hmm. Almost all of them ignored it completely. Absolutely. Some of them rejected it outright, just actually made a statement of no way. One district, so here's a shout out to Eastern Idaho, the Teton School District, mm-hmm. they 100% took it on and they put it in their in their guidelines, in their, their manuals for the school. They took it and said, we're going to adopt this. So way to go, you guys. But they're the one out of 115 who did that. Some have done some version of it, but the majority right, of right. have not. These guidelines talk about you know gender gender neutral dress codes, equal treatment of same sex couples, right? Protections for bullying, needs. exactly. Yeah, meet the needs of the trans students. They do, yeah. they do. So it's a pretty inclusive idea for the schools. And I'm su- I'm surprised uh, Boise doesn't have any school districts there that have. Because that is a not to only be honest, that's but a little bit shame. A little bit of shame. That is a more liberal part of Idaho. Yes. I mean, that's 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 Capitals the blue center in the tend to be in yeah. the in the red uh, of Idaho. And so, I mean, they're they're pretty LGBT forward city as well. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, um, and so I'm surprised that they didn't do it. But that being said, why is it just a recommendation? Right. Well, why yeah. is it just a recommendation? <laughs> because, because it's Idaho. Wait, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, let's right. restate. <laughs> it's Idaho. It's Idaho. Now, Idaho, we want to be proud of you, but you just give us a lot of things. You, I'm just saying, we yeah. didn't make this up. You no. just continue to give us. Some. Idaho is beautiful. That is what I can tell you. Yes, but it we're looks need gorgeous. to get some. We need to get some politics straight, and we need yeah. to get the rights of our LGBT brothers and sisters over there. We need to get those lined up and in we hand. Because until then, uh, uh-uh, uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And this is disgusting. That you won't even, I mean, you're not high up on the education list no, as it is, but you won't even protect the students that you have. Absolutely. That you should be ashamed of yourself. And that is so sad because it doesn't matter whether you agree or not, you, you should sh- be protecting your kids that exactly. go to your school from bullying, from being abused, from potentially suicide, to be honest with you. Exactly. If, if we're trying to curb our suicide rates and our bullying rates, why are we doing nothing about it? I yes. know. Yeah, Literally, why do you has been done. basically ignore and not yeah. only ignore some of the school districts blatantly disregard right. that they stand up and they take pride in saying, no way are we going to protect these students. Mm-hmm. 
That's a problem. That is a problem. Well, yeah. it's because they don't want to even talk about it. As That's Josh says, the, the state truth. is beautiful, but the people aren't always. So Very waspy true, people true. over there. So get it together. Idaho, mm-hmm. we, we want to love you, and we love all of the you know LGBT people over there, but get it together. Our kids are important. Absolutely. So they are. They are. Know. Let's just realize that. Okay, so we are going to take... A quick song break, and then when we come back... It's the excitement. We will be talking to fashion designer, underwear creator, Andrew Christian. That's his new official title, is fashion designer, underwear Underwear creator. creator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to listen to a song by Automatic Shoes. Uh, We had him in for our fun drive. Uh, a while back, you played live in studio. And, and now his album is, is out now. It is. Uh, his album, Songs of Love and War. And we're going to play this song called Make Not Love War. This is your gay pimp daddy, Johnny McGovern, and you are listening to Outspoken. Hi, Quine. Thanks, our gay pimp, Johnny McGovern. Hey, Quine. Hi, Quine. Love it. I love saying that, to be honest. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I want to be friends with him. I know. <laughs> we do want to remind you that if you're just tuning in. This is Outspoken. We are on KYRS. As Sergey said, uh, something important. If you missed today's show part of it or you want to go back and listen to some past shows, you can do that on iTunes because we have it there. You can also do it on hotmesssunday.com. You can listen to past shows on our website. Mm-hmm. But go to iTunes if you have it. Subscribe to our show and, and leave us a really cool review, like five stars, like if there were 12, you would do that. Yeah, you would leave 13. We love those. We love those. Yeah, absolutely. So we are actually going to be talking to... Someone that we have been very excited about ever since we announced, I think, all the gay boys that I have on social media <laughs> went <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. Because we do want to... If you are out there and you're a man who cares about what he looks like when he's in the bedroom, I'm telling you, then you know who this designer is. Mm-hmm. And Al Sabokin is very excited to welcome the designer himself, best known for his underwear designs, especially in the gay community. He is an icon in the world of fashion, and that icon is Andrew Christian. Andrew, are you there? How's it going, guys? Hey, going oh. great. How are you today? Fine, sir? I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Sunday. When, it's a Sunday. Uh, relaxing. Well, welcome to the show. I have to tell you, I was just—I just said it in your intro, but um, when we announced you were coming on the show, people are freaking out. And we actually had two guests on earlier, two lovely ladies uh, who were here to talk about some things, and even they were so excited to hear that you were joining us on a Spokane radio show. So. Lots of excitement for awesome. you. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, let's really quickly kind of begin with how it all started, how you started your Andrew Christian fashion designs and underwear lines. Well, actually, I started my company with sportswear. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks it started with underwear, but it didn't. Yes. It started with sportswear. And um, it just slowly evolved over time. Then I started doing swimwear. And then... Um, about nine years ago, I started doing underwear, and it just took off. It just exploded. Did you have any idea before you started designing underwear that it was going to be that big of a response? Um, I didn't, you know. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and, and as a designer, like you said, you design way more than just underwear. What was it that made you go, you know what, I, I really want to start designing these uh, I, I have some inspiration for it. What made you make that kind of shift? Um, well, it was really, you know, there was something lacking in the market, and it was underwear that I wanted to wear. So that's oh. that's how I started out, like making stuff that I would like to wear that I would feel comfortable in, um, and it just wasn't out there at the time. 
So you decided to make your own, take matters into right, your own hands. Right, might as I well. Lo- I love that, yeah. <laughs> so you you moved to L.A. with $500. Is that the story we read? Yes. How? Okay, talk to us. How do you move to L.A. with $500 and then end up years later as this world-renowned fashion designer? $500 in a dream. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> and when I first moved here, I was like, okay, I'm going to move to L.A., mm-hmm. I'm going to become a designer, and then I'm going to be rich and famous. Sure, right, yeah. <laughs> Dream come true? Um, well, it didn't happen quite as quickly as I would thought, okay. as I thought, you know? I thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, it just happens overnight, which it didn't. Yeah. It was uh, lots of years of hard work and mm-hmm. being persistent and, you know, sticking with it even when, you know, times are tough and, you know, you want to give up and just sticking with it. And that's a big thing. Now, did I read? So I heard that growing up, you were a very you were your own little fashionista there, and that you started making clothes for you because you saw all the kids coming in these you know in these great clothes, and you wanted that as well. But you grew up in a poor family to do that, and that even when you were in LA and you were going to fashion school, that you would design clothes and sell them in boutiques just so that you could keep supporting you know going to school. Is all of that right, or did I read a fairy tale somewhere? No, that's true. You know, I was, I was a little hustler when I first moved to LA. I was, you know, hawking my clothes everywhere I could, you know? Mm-hmm. You gotta be, I would think, because do you find that the fashion world is, I mean, especially with shows like, uh, um, oh, what am I thinking? <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race? Right. Well, and even designer shows out there. America's f- Next Top Model, is and that what you're thinking? Project no. Runway? There we go. Project okay, Runway and those there things. You, go. <laughs> you know, there's all these new. Did you find the competition was kind of a little cutthroat, or have, did you find your niche? and feel, like, welcomed there? Um, competition was a little cutthroat. And also, in the beginning, you know, people didn't know my name. They didn't know who I was. So nobody, you know, all the store buyers, they don't want to take a chance on you because they they don't know who you are, you know what right. I mean? Like, they want to bank on something that's a sure bet. So right. how did yeah. you change their minds? Persistence, bugging them, <laughs> um, but being nice about it, you know? And just, you know, after a while, then they you know, they tried it, sold, sold well, and then right. they started, you know, buying more and more. Sure, right. So they trust, you build the trust. How long, so you started in 1997, your company started Andrew Christian, is that right? Yeah. When was it, how long after you started this dream, did you finally feel like, oh, you broke through, you know, and you're beginning to build, you know, what you are today? Not until, like, 2007. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, like well, 10 years. Fairly fairly recently, I suppose. Um, so you are really well-known in the LGBT community. Gay men love to buy your underwear. But how has the response been from the heterosexual side? I mean, I show my roommate, who is a straight man, your underwear because I, I want to bra- brag to him about it um, and show him what the hype is about. And then he is just mind-blown and confused about all the options and colors and sizes <laughs> and shapes and cuts and everything. Um, he doesn't know where to begin, but now his computer is overloaded with uh, ads for your <laughs> underwear. So how has the, how has the response been uh, outside of the LGBT community? Uh, I, there's actually, there's more straight guys that wear it than, than you would think, you know, yeah. their wives buy it for them yeah. and then, you know, they wouldn't normally get it for themselves and then they wear it and they like it. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a while they start buying it for themselves. 
Well, I do have to say, I saw, so what's so much fun about doing research on you is that there are some so much fun videos out there. First of all, some that (laughs) your very company puts out and they are just amazing. Um, And then I actually watched a video of a reporter who was showing straight guys Andrew Christian underwear for the first time. And uh, what was fun is he also makes them try them on at some point. They don't have to do it on camera, but try it on. And they all say the same thing, which is, okay, so I probably, if I saw this, I wouldn't buy it. But they're not only do they look good and that their girlfriends love it, but it's comfortable. So you really design for the overall, not just aesthetically pleasing. It's an experience. But, yeah, but you actually care about the whole the whole experience. Do you find that that puts you a little bit apart from some people that are out there designing underwear? Uh, I think so. You know, not only does it have to look good, but it has to be, co- be comfortable. Otherwise, mm-hmm. people aren't going to wear it, you know? You're going to be wearing them all day long. Exactly. You want it to be soft and right. right well, and well, hopefully you won't be wearing them. In the right places. Right. <laughs> right. And, right. You know, like, one of the great things about doing what I do is when I first got into this, mm-hmm. I just wanted to, like, create really cool stuff. but. Sure. It's really good, like, the, the positive um, influence I'm having on people's lives. You know, people wear this. Um, you know, they feel sexy in it. You know, you don't have to have a perfect body to wear it. Mm-hmm. But it makes people feel good about themselves. And, you know, sometimes it can have, you know, positive influences on their lives. Like, they want to be more healthy or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's something about being comfortable. Not only should we be comfortable in the skin we're in, but there's something that makes us comfortable in the skin we're in when we like what we're wearing and when we feel sexy because maybe we don't always feel sexy. And that is exactly what what your underwear does. And you are constantly innovating your designs, constantly. And uh, like there's, we're going through the website, and of course we look, there's the lift, where I mean, if you don't have the perfect butt, now you could get some help in that by this underwear that you've designed that does that um you have you think about all of these angles when i think about underwear i'm like i couldn't design all those because (laughs) but how are you able to look at something that seems so basic and you can take eight thousand takes on that and come out with something new all the time is that ever daunting how do you keep doing it well, I think it's because of, you know, my, my base is in sportswear. That's how I started out. So I, sure. I, look at, yeah. Yeah. I look at underwear as sportswear, as fashion. I don't look at it as a utilitarian item. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, I still give it the same attention to detail. Right, absolutely. You want to give it that spark. Well, you know, you're not just an underwear designer. You're, you, like, like we talked about, you're a fashion designer. What really inspires you about fashion that you keep doing it? What is it about creating something for people to wear that keeps you in that industry? Uh, for me, I love it because it's always changing. It's always evolving. Mm. It's always new. You know, it's never the same thing you right. know, every day. Right. That's, what it, that's what I really love about it. Yeah, well, I, I think I think Jonathan can definitely tell. I never wear the same thing every day either. So never, I, it, never. Last year was it was a hoodie. Now it's not a hoodie. You know. It's, yeah, yeah. He's like got to go naked today. It's, right, that's exactly. the new thing. Yeah. One of the things. So in your, we mentioned it a little bit earlier when we talked about videos. Your marketing department has got to be just brilliant. What was it that made you realize one day you're like, you know what? In our marketing, we're also going to do fun. Like, this is not just a video advertisement. These are fun videos that you mm-hmm. all produce and put together. What made what made you all decide to do marketing that way? Because that has become this huge trend for people to even share your videos. 
Well, you know, it was really just, you know, the decline of uh, magazines, you know? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, magazines have been dying, and like, well, how am I going to market? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't I just, you know, market myself, create my own videos? Right. And I, I think what people in the LGBT community, what they like about our company is we're not afraid to be gay. We're not afraid to say mm-hmm. who we are. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, we're definitely a gay company. Um those are our clientele, and we're not, we're not, and we're not afraid about it. You know, a lot of companies out there, they try to tiptoe around it, and, you know, even some of their ads, they put, like, a woman in there or just try to make right. it look very, mm-hmm. um, you know, metrosexual-looking when, sure. really, it's the gay community who's supporting you and, right. you know, right. buying your stuff. Right. Well, yeah, you don't shy away from that at all. In your videos, it's all, you know, boys in, in, in the underwear, and... You know, you have the Christmas ones, you have there's work Halloween ones, there's Halloween right ones, right. I enjoy and, very much. You know, I think that's important to market like that. Do you find that when you market specifically to the LGBT community that, you know, that's who you get in return and do any, you know, heterosexual I think it people comes uh come come over from that? Um, well definitely, you know, marketing to the LGBT community, you know, works. Yeah. People love it because you're you're speaking to them and they know that I'm gay and they're gay and, you know, they really like that. And, you know, yeah, I'm sure there's, you know, some hetero people that I lose, but, you know, I gain so much more. Oh, yeah. Just by being being honest, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, in talking about not shying away, you're very involved in like pride celebrations across uh, the nation and the world. You're you're involved in like uh, like doing nights at, at different clubs. I mean, you're you're in, you've inserted yourself not only, you know, into the fashion world, but also into the culture that is the LGBT culture happening now. Uh, was that always, when did that decision get made and was that always part of it? Because what's amazing is I think the response is so great is because you you actually put your money where your mouth is and you're out there in the community. Well, one of the things also is when I, when I was first, you know, starting, you know, my underwear line, that's, that's how I got my underwear line known was going out to different gay clubs and doing events and, and, you know, tr- promoting my underwear and getting the word out there that like I make, you know, these cool underwear. So I would, I would fly myself all over the U S just to mm-hmm. you know promote the line and do all that. And now it's changed a little bit now. Like, you know, a lot of people know me and, you know, I have, you know, a bigger voice. So, I do a lot of, you know, gay pride celebrations and whatnot sure. and sort of lend my voice to to that cause. Um, one of the upcoming events I'm doing um, the beginning of, of November is I'm doing Hong Kong Pride. Oh, nice. Um, which is different than the Pride in the U.S. There, it's more of a political statement. Okay, um, sure. So it's kind of cool to be um, associated with something that's still a grassroots movement there. Right, right. And so far in its infancy, too, I'm sure, in Hong Kong and that side of the world. Now, as far as other endeavors go, as far as fashion and beyond underwear go, is there anything coming up or any plans for you to expand beyond just your underwear design and sportswear? I know that on andrewchristian.com there is also swimwear and uh, more than just underwear, but is there any plan to expand beyond that and to go in a different direction or are you just going to start, you know, just sail smoothly where you are right now? Um, I don't know. I'm toying around the idea of maybe doing a cookbook next year. Oh, wow. A cookbook. I I love that. (laughs) Jonathan just lit up. (laughs) 
that's uh, that's that's is amazing. It, is it a cookbook that's going to help us learn how to stay looking good in your underwear? Possibly. <laughs> I don't want to give away all my ideas yet. But right. Possibly. I like it. Well, like right it. now, you, I mean, you, you get to do this stuff. You are the Midas touch right now, and I think that's amazing. So go for it. You could basically do anything, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and it would be it would be gold. I don't know about anything, but, <laughs> you know, I, I like to do things that I'm passionate about. So, you know, if I'm passionate about it, I just think mm-hmm. it shows and you know, transfers. Well, and how exciting was it for you when you got the call? Because uh, you, are you still the official underwear of Pit Crew? I am. That's what I, how exciting was that? <laughs> when you get it's that fun. call? It's a lot of fun working on set on that show. Yeah. It's so much fun. So I love it. Now, when you do that, you know, the Pit Crew gets, a, you know, a lot of us are very big fans of the Pit Crew. Uh, the show, RuPaul's Drag Race, is anyways, amazing. but the Pit Crew, o- do obviously. you choose your models or do they kind of just tell you these are the guys you're working with, make them look good? For the Pit Crew? Yeah. yeah. The, the Pit Crew is, is like RuPaul's, you know, group. Right. Okay. So you, so you, you just don't provide get the any, underwear. You just make sure they look good. Yeah, I love it. Heart. But now you choose you choose your own uh, models for your own advertisements. What is it? What is that process like? Where do you find all these uh, hot, attractive men? Um, a lot of it is just through you know word of mouth. People okay, I know, yeah. um, you know, from time to time we do model contests, which mm-hmm, kind of gives mm-hmm. you know a broader range of people a chance to become a model with us. Exactly. Well, and you guys also very diverse uh, models as well. You run the gamut in all of your videos, and I think that's amazing uh, to have that. And if you ever, you know, in the future, would <laughs> are going to branch out into, you know, bears, you just give me a call, and I'm there. Yes. <laughs> bears. You know, I that's a it. whole other branding, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Brilliant marketing. Now, what would you say to a young designer who, like you, you know, they just have a dream and a few dollars in their pocket, and they're going out right now in the fashion field? What kind of advice would you give to them? Um, just stick with it and be persistent. You know, it's not it's not an easy industry. You know, and there's a lot of people trying to tear you down, or you know. Or people don't, just yeah. don't even want to give you a chance. So, you know, if you have a dream, you just got to stick with it. That is amazing, 100%. amazing words of inspiration. Now, Andrew Christian, before we let you go, uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Uh, we're going to ask you to do one really quick thing. We like to ask our celebrities to say, hi, my name is Andrew Christian. You are listening to Outspoken. So we can use that and play it later on our show. Would you mind saying that whenever you're ready? Sure, sure. Hi, this is Andrew Christian. You're listening to Outspoken. Perfect. Thank you so much. And everybody has been waiting. So everybody's been waiting to hear your interview. Everybody's really waiting for after your interview because you and Andrew Christian are so kind and are letting us give away one of the mystery baskets of your underwear. And I think everybody's chomping at the bit to win. So nothing more amazing than your company is always so generous and always so supportive of the LGBT community. So on Outspoken, we love to celebrate those people. So Andrew Christian, we really appreciate you being on our show today. Yeah, it was great talking to you guys. You have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. As we stated, um, once those lines are closed, you can either call us in studio at 509 
seven four seven three eight zero seven. And actually, or, yeah. you can start calling in right now. We're yeah. Gonna or take a if song you break. can't get to a phone, more than happy. Give us a message on Facebook, but you have to say, I love Andrew Christian, and we'll get your information, and we will get you your very own little mystery basket of fun underwear Mm -hmm. from Andrew Christian himself. That's exciting. And so while we take a break, do it during the song break. Guys, get ready. Exactly. Again, that that phone number is 509-747-3807 to win Andrew Christian mystery basket. Okay, we're going to play a quick song. It's by A Great Big World. We had them... Uh, we, we used to play them all the time. Yeah, uh, they have the amazing song, Everybody's Gay, because they are. Um, but this is their new song, Hold Each Other. Hey, this is Steve Garrido. Listen to Outspoken on KYRS Drama. Thank you, Stephen Garino. Drama. Drama. Love it. Love that's it. A thing. Love it. So that's fun. We just had a really nice call. Um, we want to th- do a shout out. We don't uh, didn't get a name, but I do want to say we had a very nice gentleman call in and say that uh, he's a longtime listener, always enjoys listening to Outspoken, and he enjoyed the Andrew Christian interview. So first of all, thank you. We love people who are first time, long time, anytime listeners. So it uh, means a lot to us. Uh, when that happens, the phone rang for people were. Going for the, going for, for the, the underwear. We had a quick draw online though, so the quick draw won. So quick draw one. That's pretty cool. So that person needs to send the curter his waist size. His, um, I'm guessing is like a twelve or something. Um, <laughs> it's probably too small, but whatever. Uh, waist size and um, your address and uh, your phone number, and then as soon as we get it in, you, it's all yours. It's all yours. You get that's the exciting. mystery basket. So. You get. And I'm pretty sure the mystery basket is the three uh, random ones. That you get. Right, it'll be like yours. Yeah, so it'll be most like mine. Likely a thong. You will get a G string <laughs> you can floss your teeth with, a nice set of underwear, dental help, <laughs> dental help, yeah. and a very confusing contraption that looks like you <laughs> should go skydiving in. Right. It. Yes. So exactly. And you're welcome. for your dating life, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although to any of the guys you decide to be honest, G string uh, for dating life. I we've talked about this. G-string, I'm not a fan. I know, may not be the best one to wear. I, I, I don't know. Don't, I just, I, I don't see the merits like, sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I don't I, like it. I'm no. not a fan. Yeah. Ever. I mean, maybe on the right person, but even on the right see, person, I'm kind of like, right I don't know. Yeah, there I don't it is. Know. Even on the right person, like, eh. you, you, like, you have something covering your front, but then in the back, it's kind of like, are it you flossing your weird. butt? I don't mind, like, hmm. cutouts where, you know, it's. No, butt, no, no. Right. Know, exactly. Have, the butt is just out there. Kind of like love, a jock. Love that. Yeah, Love them exactly. All. But but a G string, literally just a right. string through. I your think butt it's crack. funny that we were talking about underwear last week because we were saying that Andrew Christian was on. Yes, and we did make our guests a little nervous because they're like, "Our family's listening." So, like, hey, when you're on this show, it's kind of like a, you know, it's just a ride. Yeah. <laughs> we it's just you have to go with what. Hey, we, yeah, we hop do. on. We'll we'll yeah. take you there. Yeah, it's just how it is. Uh, uh, if I you just that. join us, remember we just did uh, do an interview with Andrew Christian. You can catch this interview later this week on iTunes. So. So just go to iTunes, look under podcasts, and look up Outspoken. Be sure to subscribe to uh, Outspoken on there. Leave us a, a fun little a review, uh, and that would be really uh, welcomed. So go on there, subscribe today. Um, mm-hmm. You can hear all the uh, Hot Mess Sunday mess that we have when we're on the radio. But we have some time left. We do. And there's, okay, so we're going to talk about it. We talked about this before the show, you and I, uh, mm-hmm. off air, because we do. And we're political nerds. We Everybody we knows we're political nerds. We, we love, do. we're talking to the, like to the mayor next week. And we're talking to Brady Walkinshaw. Exactly. Uh, state legislature, legislator out of Seattle. Yeah. Um, Capitol Hill District, actually. 
So there is a little thing on the ballot in Spokane coming up. A little a big, little big thing. thing. <laughs> Very complicated. Called Prop 1 for City of Spokane. This yeah. isn't the county Prop 1. That's different. different. Mm-hmm. City of Spokane Prop 1, this is Worker Bill of Rights. So basically, it's saying that everybody who works here can't be uh, wrongfully terminated, sick leave. They have equal employment opportunities, equal pay. And for large companies, a family wage, which could include... Fifteen to twenty dollar an hour wages for mm-hmm. if most you people if you qualify. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's kind of a complicated mess and that's the, being shoved. Here's the on. other thing: there's a lot of other things. There are there. a lot of other this, things. This isn't just it's something that package. if you've heard the overall, like the just the ones that we just mentioned, there's way more to it. Because I'll say I've talked to a lot of people about this. Um, on the surface, of course, it looks like hey. Done. All positive things. Right. Exactly. And it might be. Yeah. But what I can tell you is I can't tell you how I'm voting because I know I need to do a lot more research on this. And so do you. Now, yes. And Everybody so you. out there. Yes. This is one that Envision Spokane has been pushing. This is one where the mayor actually uh, did a lawsuit to keep it off of the ballot. Right. Exactly. Because he didn't want it on there. This is one where his opponent, Charlichty, is 100% behind. 100%. Well, and I think that here's my opinion on it is... It's hard to be 100% behind something that has 54 <laughs> options on it. Right. I mean, if something is including uh, the whole alphabet of, right. you know, <laughs> workers' rights, it's hard to be 100% behind that because those are issues I believe should be tackled either one or two at a time. Fine, two mm-hmm. at a time, but keep it to a minimum. Don't throw everything on there. Well, yeah, and say you were mentioning minimum wage when we were talking about and, it. Yeah. You're like, it's the easiest way to not get anything passed is right. to put so many things. Oh, on yeah. one initiative oh, yeah. or one, you know, proposition. And I get it. It's a bill of rights. It, it's it's a one document that kind of encompasses everything. I understand why it's happening, but maybe let's take a different approach. Right. Mm-hmm. Because some of the good things on there that are pretty much no brainers, yes. you know, talking about the family leave and the sick leave. Yes, paid absolutely. Sick leave, um, they can be, let's one off them, you know, let's get them done. Let's get them in there. Instead, this is a huge thing that if you don't like, there are some things in there that maybe people really won't like a lot. I mean, then, then does it not get passed because of those things? So, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. Envision Spokane, hundred percent behind it. Um, Priority Spokane, another nonprofit in town, not behind it. No, and neither is the Greater Spokane Incorporated uh, as uh, GSI, which is the big corporation, the big business, um, you know, organization here. They're not supporting it well, at all. Well, and every single member of city council. Yeah, no one, no one is behind it. So what this says is, look yes. into it. Don't look into it. And I'm not saying don't vote for it. No, Maybe no, you absolutely. Should, do but research, I don't know, but if research you, it. And the thing is, I agree with you. If you believe 100 percent that this is the right way for us then to go, go, please vote for then it. Vote. Um, I as well don't know what I'm voting on. It. I need more right. research. But I think. It is a lot of things to process. I think that uh, family wage, as defined in uh, in in this worker bill of rights, between fifteen and twenty dollars an hour, might be a bit steep. And it might be, but Maybe let's a be bit very steep. clear. One of the uh, biggest criticisms is it's going to shut down small businesses. But absolutely, it does there not. is you have to be mm-hmm. a specific size of business. Yeah. So it's not just going after your mom and pop shops. Oh no, yeah. So here's the thing. Well, it's the same thing they did in in Seattle. You have to have what two hundred employees right. in your business to be to have to pay. But see, it's $15 very easy hour. to listen to sound bites and be told is. that this oh, is it what is. it is. But I wouldn't know that right. it wasn't, except that right. I went and looked. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. Go look. Because, first of all, that 
for the the opponents of the bill mm-hmm. side is a non-issue, and I'm not going to listen to that because yeah. it's not true. I will go in and look at what's true about this oh, yeah. bill, oh, and yeah. that's what we need to do as voters, and that's what we rarely do as voters is actually look into it and see the facts. And you know, I think it's important to see unbiased facts as well. Don't go <laughs> don't go to Mayor Condon's website and click a link right. on there. Don't to go see. to Charlotte. Don't website. go to Charlotte. Don't go to any political candidates. I mean, yeah. you support them or not? It's probably going to be a little bit biased. Right. I mean, go and look at the straight up scholarly facts behind this. Go look at the f- facts behind raising minimum wage. You know, I, I guarantee you're going to find pro and cons out there. You yeah. be the judge of how, you know, right. what, what what that is, because that's your job as a citizen. So I cannot tell you. We say we've yeah. said since day one on this show mm-hmm. about being an educated voter. Yeah. Guess what <laughs> is going to be so annoying for you that's listening? Now we're in the season where we can we're going to pound that we baby are, into mm, the ground. Ballots are in. We're going to have what we call political parties on the show. Yes, we are. And we're going to start talking about what it's what's important and digging into issues. Absolutely. Because yeah. that's what we need to do, Kurt. Right. That's what we need to do. Now, for those of you who are out there and thinking, well, I don't have to vote. It's not 2016. It's not presidential. Hi, have you not been listening to our show? Because you realize election happens every year. Right now it's mayoral and Mm -hmm. the city council positions, and we have initiatives that pass, clearly initiatives Mm -hmm. that will affect your life, so vote for them. There are special elections that happen basically quarterly. We have four elections a year. I mean, it's not you don't just vote for a president. You you vote for more than that. And the ones you vote for locally affect you immediately. Massively. You know, they're going to affect you right now. Exactly, and if you're Kurt and you say, my vote doesn't matter because he loves to say that and he's glaring at me through the window <laughs> i is, love he it he is right now um if you say your vote doesn't matter <laughs> then local is exactly where your vote matters because yeah just in the primaries there was there was a candidate who got into the primaries and beat someone out by nine votes if you don't say your vote matters right <laughs> then we'll have I don't, you talk I don't to know. nine people who nine can people. tell you that they do matter. exactly there was an issue exactly. that didn't pass by 300 mm-hmm. votes. i mean it's it's literally so close. This here. is where we get to see and, and take we see part of a process. Absolutely. Yeah. Take part of the process. Absolutely. And it's important because who do we have to blame mm-hmm. if it doesn't go our way? Yeah. Ourselves. Yeah. Because right. you didn't go out. And guess what? I give you full reign to complain if you did vote and it didn't go your way. It, absolutely. Because at least right. you went out there and gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these are the important things. And that's why next week's show is really important. To us, because we have been waiting for and 10 you, months. Yes, yeah. to talk to Mayor Condon about not only his current may, uh, mayoral stances, but also his candidacy and, and what's in coming. the future. Exactly. Yeah. He's and running. just because he runs, you know, he's his opponent doesn't have um, as much of the polls no. as uh, he does right now. Obviously, you know, we, we can't call it before the, the thing has happened, but it's important to find out if he doesn't feel like he's really challenged. Yeah, yeah then we have more of a responsibility to stand up and say, this is what we ask of you mm-hmm. when you go on there. Remember what Michelangelo Signorelli said when he was on the show, when Hillary announced that day that she was running for president, and he said, it is our responsibility to tell our candidates what we expect. Exactly. We can't just sit back and hold and them go, to it. You yeah. can't just you know say, well, we expect this. Oh, you didn't do it. Well, okay, next time. No, yeah. no, no, no. Get to them. And mm-hmm. you, ha- I mean, that's, that's the thing about public office is that, you know, they are 
public officials. They are there for you. They represent you. So they're, you can talk to them. You can call them. They're you can your meet employees. With them. They if really you look are. at it, you're the one that hires them. Yeah, you're the one that pays them every time you go to the you know How to, to r- the store and buy something. Sales yeah. tax is paying for that. Hey, Income we tax. have put in there to have uh, recalls happen before, oh, so yeah. you can also fire them. Yeah. It's part of <laughs> it's the political true. process. True. So, I mean, these are things. One of the things you said when the ladies from the Fair Housing um, were, were here mm-hmm. was you said you wanted to play devil's advocate, and you said, you know, some people would say we've come so far in Washington State, why do we need these yeah. this Fair Housing? But this is what I would say to that. As we witnessed over the whole last year mm-hmm. with religious liberty uh, acts going across the country, if you are not vigilant in watching your rights and you just take for granted that you have them, there are ways they can be rolled back. Absolutely. And part of that, they religious are liberties are, is an attack mm-hmm. on your rights as an LGBT individual. And if you don't pay attention, yeah. they can. If you just decide, hey, take it for granted, guess what? When you weren't looking, mm-hmm. a religious mm-hmm. liberty bill could have been passed, and now that doesn't count to you. Absolutely. I mean, so, we're talking to you, Tennessee, Kansas, Alabama, Texas, and Mississippi. Yeah, Texas, we're watching you. We're watching you all of you. You should not get the Super Bowl if you don't no. figure this out in <laughs> no, Houston. No, you shouldn't I'm just get saying. the Super Bowl. Just um, saying. <laughs> I know. But anyways, politics is always We're great. not passionate about politics. No, what are we're you talking not about? No, What is that? Kurt we're gonna, fell asleep, but uh, <laughs> for the rest Kurt, of us. Kurt, see, it's funny because last, last year we brought in our ballots to vote and we were all voting right here and Kurt mm-hmm. just kind of ignored us and right. decided to make a thing. We registered him to vote, didn't we? We did. Here's You're registered to vote. Yeah, Kurt, where is your ballot? We're look, gonna, at him, look at oh, him. Oh, he doesn't know his ballot. His head. Wow. Yes, he did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you no, look, we know. look in your mailbox. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is an important ballot. time to do it. Just it saying. is. Okay. So Should we take a song break? We should take a song break. We're going to listen to the amazing Adam Lambert. We're going to listen to Love Adam. Uh, a song off of his new album. Uh, it's called The Original High. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. What you never see in, <laughs> in between our, you know, when we take a music break is Kurt will come in here and he will dance. Yeah. And it's the strangest dance. And ever. to be honest, but he's very enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. So props, <laughs> props on commitment. He thinks he's the best dancer, but he <laughs> is by far not. He would like to go on tour mm-hmm. every weekend. And it's funny because even our Periscope viewers don't get to see that. He does it I off know, camera. It's special. Yeah. So it's special time. Actually, speaking of Periscope, if you haven't heard of I Periscope, know. go check it out. Where are you? Download it. Yeah. And. Watch our show from Periscope. You can stream it live. It's it's us a, a video version. You get exclusive uh, behind the scenes. You get when to hear us what happens in between. Like if we're saying things. About oh, and we say him. a lot of things. We do. And, and there's another camera here that we, sometimes we have to tell Kurt to maybe edit a little heavily. Yeah, it, it gets <laughs> too real because we might have said some things mm-hmm, we shouldn't mm-hmm, say on exactly on camera. But um, look at all the hearts we're getting. I love it. We want to give shout-outs to all our listeners, the caller who called in and said such nice things about us. We appreciate you, Josh. Got even a shout-out. Superfan Josh got a shout-out from our first, our guest. Yeah, they were That's, excited. He's, he's getting famous. He hasn't yeah. even been on the show. <laughs> and then, Superfan um, Josh. if you're still listening, and I hope you are, Tim is out there listening today as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout-out to you and everybody else. Everybody who is listening and is listening. Is listening. I know some people joined in for the Andrew Christian uh, I know. interview. I we just of, talked to him. Can I? W- I want some. 
You want? Some? I mean, I've ordered some from him. Oh before, yes, but I know. I would like more. I would. I know. I'm gonna go Andrew? home and see what's on sale tonight. Andrew, <laughs> I was looking at it earlier today. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's so exciting. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like. I do want some. And getting oh, but and getting new underwear is always so exciting. Oh, I love it. Right? It's like I'm gonna feel good from one the of the core. things we did not talk about. I don't think I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> you. We went shopping. Oh, we you did, and we I. did, we did, yeah. Let's and talk about uh, this. because you're trying to help me out, yeah. Um, because I don't like to shop. Mm-hmm. It's, I hate it. Yeah, with a right. passion. With a passion. If you're yeah. on Periscope, this is a new sweater that Sergey helped pick me out for me. You're Anyway, he's got two new outfits. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But here's the thing. So because of that, because I'm writing dating columns now. Yes, you, you know, are. Because I do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for uh, a magazine that's out there, and so I enjoy doing that. And to do that, though, I have to actually go out and do things <laughs> that are for dating. Part of that was getting a new wardrobe, getting a new wardrobe, mm-hmm. because eventually I have to actually go on a yes. date. Yes. So um, so we're talking about all of those things in there. One of the things I'm going through today, and I'm like, I need new cool underwear. Yeah. Because it's important for dating. Yes. If you read my first article, I talk about how important underwear is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and Andrew Christian was right when he talks about it doesn't matter what body type you have, if you feel sexy, mm-hmm. I mean, sexy is a state of mind. It is a state and of it mind. it changes you confidence kind of levels, there. feeling your clothes, feeling mm. sexy under your clothes. Mm. It's it's amazing. It really it's is. Amazing, yeah. yeah, exactly. And and underwear, it be, I think it always starts from that. It starts with the underwear. That's build where you really have to. Yeah. yeah. Start at the core, build from the base, whatever know, you want right? say. Start with well, good underwear. I, I had read Andrew Christian talking about why he chose to do one of his most popular lines of underwear are the lift, which yes. is makes your butt look good. Yeah. Um, and he said he would see athletes, because as he says, he does active wear, he yes. does athletic yeah, yeah, yeah. wear. Um, he would see athletes who would work so hard to make sure their butt looks good. And I'm not going to lie, when I go to the gym, there's a lot of there's focus a lot of that I a use on that. Yeah. And it makes uh, me happy uh, oh, yeah. to do it. But he said, and I thought, if they're doing that much work, let me make an underwear for them. So while you're getting there, it looks I'll great. help you out yeah. with doing it. I or think when you're awesome. there, it'll help you out even more. Even more, right? Mm. So No, I, yeah. lo- I love his lift line. I, mm. I'll be honest, I have a pair. It's is great. it good? Oh, it's great. If, I'm going to be know honest. What? I'm going to go find some. It feels a little bit uncomfortable at first because it kind of, it does like push it up because yeah. it's, it's kind of just like, whoop, It's that's like an underwire wire bra. Uh, a little bit. Ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Less, less weird. And less underwire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not, not as uncomfortable, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, no, but it lifts it up and then you get used to it and you're like, oh, okay. But when you take it off, your butt kind of just falls and you're like, oh. And it's, you're okay. just depressed. Well, yeah, because it just. It it just gets released light sl- <laughs> lightly. It's released. a lightly release. It's a light um, release. Yeah, <laughs> it's a light release. So your butt does I not know, drop. So but. hey, important things. Gay men think about it. I, oh, women yeah. women think about women looking good in their underwear. About. You know more than gay men started, but now that you know mm-hmm. the culture is changing, I even think like he said, there's some heterosexual men out there. There are like no, oh. I want to look good for my ladies. Good. And, hey. I, more power to his straight Absolutely. guy who understands the importance Absolutely. of underwear. I love. I know. I and love when they holy, understand. Not holy boxers. No. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, never. Mm -hmm. Um, Really quick, I just wanted to mention CCE Sports Network. They are doing a uh, Indiegogo campaign. Um, They want to do national coverage, and they do currently, but they need some uh, money to help them next year. Uh, Do national coverage of LGBT sports. Yeah. So that they travel the country. They do. They they yeah. they do their uh DC sports. They have a capital sports uh show that they do every uh every month. They do amazing things. They travel, mm-hmm. you know, whenever gay sports is here, Igla's here. 
yep. rugby. The I mean, any sports, tennis, soccer, all of the sports. All your major sports that, that are LGBT out there. athletes have. Exactly. You know, that they go out and play. That are, yeah. They, they even have, like you mentioned, IGLA. Um, exactly. The organizations that are LGBT-based, they cover it all. They cover all of it. Mm-hmm. So they just... Really, they want more money so they can start doing better coverage. They can have a pre and post show. They can have, you know, the interviews, the exclusives. Um, So go to our website. We have the link uh, for their Indiegogo campaign. We even have it on our Facebook and on Twitter. Yeah, we do. Go. It's everywhere. Go find it. If you watch the video, it explains. It explains everything. What they want to do, what they currently do, and what they're trying to do. And really... The donation levels are amazing. You can donate ten dollars. You mm-hmm. can donate two dollars. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and find that website. Find their Indiegogo campaign. Watch the video. See what they're yeah. about. And you know what? Donate. Do it. We're gonna it's have amazing. them on as a spotlight here in the next couple of weeks to talk more with us yeah, about absolutely. what it is, why it's so important to them, why they. Yeah, and let me tell yeah. you, they work hard. We know oh, uh, the production crew behind what they do. It's important to support our community. So hey. Check it out. Go to hotmesssunday.com. Check out the video on the main page. Uh-huh. See what you think. And if you have sports lovers in your fan- friends and family, talk to them. One of the things they like to say is if they had five th- just 5,000 people nationally who did $10, yeah. they would have their what their goal is. So Absolutely. I just think that's important. Absolutely. You know, we know at KYRS how important it is when we have to do our fun drives because it helps us keep the lights on. So we always give props to those who are doing work they're passionate about, but that, it, hey, sometimes you have to reach out and say, I need your help. So uh, definitely do that. Exactly. If you missed any part of the show or missed a past show you'd like to listen to, remember we are on iTunes. You can look us up under your podcast. Uh, As outspokesmen, leave a review and you know, give us the five stars that you, that, yeah, that, that, that we, we think we deserve. That we think we deserve. Hey, if that lovely listener from earlier who gave us such a nice comment, oh, that was if aw- you can awesome. get on, that it was did, amazing. It, you know, that makes our day because we don't always know. Yeah, exactly. And so it helps. It really but does. If you have iTunes, go subscribe. Go find podcasts. Find out spoken, and then you can leave us a review and yeah. subscribe, and that way you never miss a show. You will never miss a what show. If you had a favorite show and you wouldn't listen to it again, uh, you can you do can. it exactly. Or you just want to s- skip our banter, which why would you? And listen to that an amazing exclusive with andrew christian and you're at the gym working out to look great in those andrew christians you can look we bring you the options uh remember to like us on facebook and to follow us on twitter and always check us on instagram so we are are everywhere um and as always stay tuned for next week's show